Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 339 of this daily study podcast. Thank you for listening as we go through this um, part, next part of the Come Follow Me materials covered in November the 30th to November the 6th, covering Moroni 1 to 6 to keep them in the right way. And today we're moving into Moroni chapter 6, covering the topic Disciples of Jesus Christ look after the welfare of each other's souls. Um, this is a wonderful uh, chapter, and it's even more applicable and relevant as we consider the events of this year. Um, it is no secret that um, members haven't been able to meet together. It's no secret that across the world, many congregations, not just of our faith, but of, of many faiths, have been restricted from meeting with one another and losing that um, congregational gathering uh, aspect of their worship. And so, of course, it's been interesting to see what happens when that is taken away by forces that, uh, you know, we can't control. So in Moroni chapter six, um, he begins with saying about how people who were wanting to enter the church, they were able to if they made some changes and so on. Uh, in Moroni chapter six, verses two to three, it says, Neither did they receive any unto baptism, save they came with a broken heart and a contrite spirit and witnessed unto the church that they truly repented of all their sins, and none were received unto baptism, save they took upon them the name of Christ, having a determination to serve him to the end. So we can see here that, obviously, the very first step in a successful, in a sure conversion is a, a desire, a, a, a need to um, to change and have that broken heart and contrite spirit and repent of sins and have faith. Um, that has to be first. No, no amount of rallying around someone and supporting them and and helping them and and looking after them can do anything unless the individual themselves has um, taken upon themselves the name of or or sought to take upon themselves the name of Christ by you know having this broken heart and contrite spirit by desiring to change, repenting of those sins and being baptized. Um, that that is why that is the first step in the church and it, it needs to happen for that true change to start to happen. But once that does happen, this is what he says uh, in verse four that really helps the individuals. And after they had been received unto baptism and were wrought upon and cleansed by the power of the Holy Ghost, they were numbered among the people of the church of Christ and their names were taken that they might be remembered and nourished by the good word of God to keep them in the right way, to keep them continually watchful unto prayer, relying alone upon the merits of Christ who is the author and finisher of their faith. Their names were taken. They were they were numbered among the church, and and then the church were there to support them, to nourish them, to keep them watchful and to prayer, um, and that that is the purpose of the church. The church and the members that we gather with are not there as part of our saving process. You know, it is only between us and Christ that that happens, but. The church is there to obviously offer and provide the ordinances um, which enable us to receive the the eternal blessings promised to us. But also um, outside of the ordinances, which, as we know, can be done in uh, individuals' homes uh, in terms of the sacraments. I mean, obviously, it's challenging to do a baptism in someone's home unless they've got a very deep bath. Um, But it can also be done, you know, in a river or something like that. Um, and of course, temple ordinances uh, require the use of a temple. 
Um, however, having said that, you know, once you have had the ordinances of the temple and things like that, you know, what if the temple is closed, as we have had for the majority of this year? Um, I think it's important to remember that these things, you know, once we've had our partaken of our ordinances and it's only the sacrament we need to take to renew our covenants that we've made, that can be done outside of a church. But of course, we do miss something. Now, obviously, there have been some people who have actually quite enjoyed this time where we've had home church. I know a few individuals who maybe struggle with that social connection or or just struggle with, you know, making small talk and that kind of thing, have quite enjoyed uh, worshipping in their families. But it is something which I think that we've missed overall as a faith, um, meeting together with each other, what, being watchful for one another and supporting each other. Um, Robert E. Parsons uh, said this, quote, Is it not faith-promoting to know that the church in earlier dispensations not only practised faith, repentance and baptism, but also recorded the names of members and watched over and nourished them that they might be kept in the faith? President Gordon B. Hinckley commented on the tragedy of losing souls after once having brought them into the kingdom. The greatest tragedy in the church is the loss of those who join the church and then fall away. With very few exceptions, it need not happen. There must be a nurturing and strengthening during this difficult season of a convert's life. A tremendous price has been paid for his presence in that church. It is imperative that that these precious souls be welcomed, reassured, helped in their times of weakness, praised for what they do, given responsibility under which they may grow strong and encouraged and thanked for what they do. Close quote. We can have a great influence on whether a new convert is successful in staying strong or or at least, you know, staying, keeping on returning to church to renew their covenants. You know, we're, we're all not strong at some times. I think this is something we tend to forget is when we see a new convert struggling, we kind of think, oh, you know, we'll do what we can to help. But we often struggle as well. But what's the difference? I guess, you know, we've had many of us who have been longer in the church have had potentially more faith building experiences simply because we've had more time to engage in the in the gospel. Um, so these new converts really need the support and guidance of people to stick with it until they can continue to develop those faith-building experiences. experiences. Um, and that can really only happen uh, with continued and prolonged um, contact or interaction with people in the church. Um, in verse 5 to 6, Moroni then continues and he says, and the church did meet together oft to fast and to pray and to speak one with another concerning the welfare of their souls. And they did meet together oft to partake of the bread and wine in remembrance of the Lord Jesus. I think we sometimes forget that Moroni is saying this to us. He's not quoting anything. He's not, you know, he's not uh, reading out, a, a, or he's not writing down a prayer for for an ordinance. He's, he's speaking about what members did in the church um, from his experience. And I find that fascinating because... First of all, we know that Moroni grew up in a very wicked time. So that suggests that there were still enough people to have a church. Uh, but still, you know, the, the vast majority of the people were wicked. I think sometimes we we imagine that Moroni and Mormon were the only two righteous people left amongst this group of Nephites. But it sounds like that perhaps there wasn't that. Or perhaps he is speaking of a time when, before his time, 
And I, I know he's spoken about when Christ in, instituted the church amongst the Nephites. Maybe he's referring to then. But if he's not, and he is referring to a time when there was a church when he was a, you know, when his people were still alive, Moroni is in a, in a very difficult place. He can remember these wonderful experiences of meeting together with fellow saints. But of course, now he is the only one left. There is no one he can meet with. And we, while some of us may have struggled this year with having to have been isolated from other members of the church for a prolonged period of months, Moroni has spent years, years of being alone, years of being, you know, um, of trying to be a, a strong disciple of Christ and having no one there to support or strengthen or, or share their experiences with him. And that must have been very, very difficult. Uh, and so whilst, again, you know, I don't think we should belittle or trivial trivialize the experience we've gone through this year in in regards to not being able to meet together at church um we can always remember that at least we have the technology that we have with the people that we have that are still faithful that we can still watch over and strengthen and support them in different ways and let's make sure we do that over this christmas season with the light of the world campaign thank you very much for listening today Hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do follow the podcast. You can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, you can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. You can leave any feedback on there or direct message me or anything like that if you want to share in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.